Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dash, Rinko Levers. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Wrong and Wronger. I got a little bit different of an angle for you today as I bring my creepy countenance two times onto the screen. <laughs> He only brings his once, but he is James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell, and that should be creepy enough for both of the ones of me here. But James, James, last week, I believe you used the word calamity. Do you want to explain to people why we are here after a two-week hiatus? So, through absolutely, positively, no fault of my own, (laughs) somehow we recorded the entire podcast last week, uh, both of them, Wrong and Wronger and 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage. And I didn't have any sound. When he went back, we could see Steve. We could hear Steve. We could see me. Yeah. We could yeah. not hear me. And without my voice, the podcast is nothing. So we had two choices. We could just run the podcast <laughs> with Steve reacting and responding to me and then large <laughs> gaps of silence. Or uh-huh. we could skip the uh-huh. week. And so we skipped the week, depriving our one listener of yeah. a very brief form of diversion. And for that, I do apologize. James, there was actually an explosion of outrage on my Twitter feed. <laughs> no fewer than three people Whoa. noticed that we were missing. Holy cow. <laughs> I had zero. A straight up zero people <laughs> mentioned it. <laughs> wow. So Now, let, let me just uh, circle back to... To try to hone in on a word you said, James, that was a little bit confusing to me. You said somehow this calamity occurred, and that implies that neither of us has any idea what the problem really was. Okay, so I might have figured out the problem. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so so and now, mind you, I had upgraded my uh, my microphone equipment to give our listener the best listening experience possible. I had a condenser she mic before, have, yes. and uh, Steve's always used a, a dynamic mic. And when I laugh or get loud because my points are important, I need to shout them. It what? maxes out the volume on a condenser mic, and it doesn't sound very good. A dynamic mic doesn't have that problem, but you have to get it like right up to your mouth, and there are other. Uh, you know, complications. So I got a whole new setup. I got this arm that you see sticking down in front of me here, and I've got the microphone practically touching my lips about three times for broadcast. I'll accidentally hit it with my face because it's just, it's so close. I'm, I'm practically eating the microphone. So I went to great pains to improve the listening experience, but I didn't realize something. One fundamental way. Actually, there, there were two issues. So here's the first oh, issue, oh. the bigger issue. The one fundamental way that this this microphone was different than my other microphone was it had an on-off button. My other one did not have that. My other one, I just plugged it in and it lit up and it, it was fine. And basically, you knew it was working because you checked on the recording program and it would say, hey... I see this microphone. Are we using this microphone? It's like, yeah, we're using that microphone. We're good to go. So for this one, I had it plugged in, and my recording program said, hey, 
I see this microphone. Are we using this microphone? And I said, yeah, we're good to go. Not realizing that it somehow can see a microphone that's turned off. Like they put this extra pointless fail safe in there. I have no idea why it's there. So that was problem one. I recorded two stray podcasts with a microphone that was somehow not turned on, despite the fact that my Hmm. computer could see and acknowledge it. Um, somehow some, not turned down. There's that word again. Yes, yeah, somehow through no fault of my huh. own. And the, the second issue was even yeah. once I turned it on, I still couldn't hear myself. And uh, <laughs> I was like, okay, how can this? I, I turned it on. What other problem could it be? So not only was it turned off, it was muted. The default volume was set to oh. zero. <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a volume everybody's like, I want to buy this new microphone and not hear me. Like, why would there ever be a zero setting on that? <laughs> Defeats wow. the entire purpose of a microphone. So there were like two layers of silence placed upon this microphone to prevent me from recording that episode. So it was a it was a true disaster. Wow. I thought also you may have as uh, the reason i'm on this side of the desk today is so i can swing around my road microphone Ooh. but i thought you may have also had one of these and you'll see it as soon as i send the video but you need something called phantom power with one of these mics which just means that the mic doesn't power doesn't draw power from where you plug it in you have to actually infuse power to the mic to turn it on but uh, it doesn't sound like yours had that issue. No, it's a it's a straight. It has a, a USB option, or you can send it through the soundboard. But when I send it through the USB, it draws power from there as well. Right. So it's good to know there's something else that could possibly go wrong. But here's <laughs> well. here's the silver. So honestly, that was that episode was ironically probably the most back padding we've ever done like I, I don't remember the exact context but like on the recording we were very proud of ourselves with the product we put out like or maybe maybe oh, it was oh, oh. or maybe it was right afterwards maybe it was after we finished recording we talked about how how bad some other podcasts are and how good we are and it's like how do we not have more listeners we're professionals we put out a good product every week and we had this God, conversation right. not knowing that I had just finished recording 25 minutes of silence. <laughs> wow, it's almost like hubris irritated the universe and so they zapped you with the great magnet. I think we might even have been talking about how awesome we were during the podcast. And I will say, too, to double back, that really was one of our most in-sync and best episodes we've ever done. And I'm not saying that just because nobody else can hear it. It was really good. Yeah. And that's the, that's the thing. It's um, we, we hit our, our stride when nobody was there. And I afterwards, it really bothered me that I wasted so much time. And it's like, and that was a good episode and nobody was ever going to hear it. And then I realized if we posted it, nobody was going to hear it either. Like it was just going to be out there. It was, it was no different. It's kind of like the great unappreciated art. Like if you, you paint this amazing picture and hang it on the wall. Is it any better or any worse if nobody sees it or if anybody sees it? So we're going to, we got to kind of look at this philosophically. So we, we created oh. something beautiful and amazing. And oh, the fact oh that only God. you or I will ever know it does not diminish that accomplishment. We should be proud of that. That's true. It's like hanging the picture on your wall and then having your house burned down around it. That's what it was like. 
I was just—I don't even remember what we were talking about. We were talking about digging holes. It was a very you're, impressive. Uh, your French, you yes. plugged your book. We talked smack about other podcasts. We had an identically synced up pause during oh. our pod, our episode, and then talked about how much repetition, how much knowledge, how what it took to get that perfectly in sync pause, and then uh, Breakwell pulled the move, and it showed that we we can't have nice so things. So actually, another way to look at this. So we were. So proud that you you had a comedic pregnant pause and I let it sit there. It was our first moment of silence in all of our podcasts. <laughs> Little did we know that the entire podcast was silence. That pause was so pregnant it wiped out the entire broadcast. A twenty five minute pause. It was awesome. Yeah, we, we really we really nailed now, that. One other thing in the aftermath of that uh, that somehow that got screwed up was that. <laughs> You were shocked and did several laps trying to get me to be mad at you. And it seemed like it was vexing that I forgave you and just kind of moved on with life. Like, uh, does that not happen in your world, James? People don't, well, I, I have to be careful how I answer this one. Yes, people do get angry <laughs> at me. I should, I should say that. Uh, they, uh, there, there's a lot of anger directed at me in many quarters. I mean, I guess I'm a, I'm a public figure on the Internet. I get people outraged the other day I'm, and we could go into oh there, there have been some fun things that people have gotten angry at for me uh oh. lately but um i felt legitimately bad because i had I wasted your time because you seem like a you're a busy guy you take great pride in being busy <laughs> like every second of your day is structured it's not pride it's desperation and i but had okay. just i had thrown away 40 minutes of your life. Now, I throw away 40 minutes of my life all the time. Like, I'm a busy guy, too, but I have, I, I, I take projects into lots of dead ends. I do lots of backtracking. Like, it, it's not a huge deal for me to waste it, but I do legitimately feel guilty that I wasted your time for nothing. But again, at the end of the day, like, how I got over the guilt was I thought, had we posted that episode, like, nothing fundamentally would have changed. Like, it really <laughs> – the main the main value of this <laughs> podcast is it sort of entertains us while we're, we're recording it. And that's really the beginning and end of the influence. And I guess just the – the, the skills um, you develop along the way of talking. Now, you you already had these skills. I definitely did not. But, like, I I recorded a live uh, podcast the other day. It was a live YouTube broadcast with a, a fairly big, like, PBS affiliate or offshoot. And, like, I remember when I did my first one of those with Headline News years ago. Like, I was almost physically shaking before I got on there. I was Aww. so nervous. And, like, for this one, I just – I didn't even care. I was just like, you're going you're gonna to throw <laughs> this to so me. Flattered. Words are going to come out. They're probably going to make sense. I'm probably going to talk till they cut me off. And that is all just from filling dead air time with you. So, for that, I wow. guess I, I, got the, I got the practice in. I got the – I got the social skills developed, and the fact that our normal three listeners couldn't hear us didn't really change that that much. It's not like we lost income. <laughs> yeah, well, that would be far more of a shame, but I don't <laughs> believe my reaction would have been any different had we lost really? income. You would, have, yes. you would have still been okay with that. Uh, yes. Why wouldn't I? I know you didn't do it on purpose. Like, what good would it have done either of us for me to be pissed? It's a very, uh, very zen-like approach to this. So what things do make you angry? Because, see, I thought for sure, like, time wasted would be the greatest of all your pet peeves. 
boy, that's a good question. It might be because I know you and know how hard you work to not waste my time. <laughs> because there, there are, well, that's... With uh, some of the rock stars, uh, it has been very difficult to get them to fulfill a commitment that they make with regard to, I'll be there at such and such a time and such and such a day, and I'll usually give one mulligan. And uh, I've had a couple that have infamously stood me up three straight times, <laughs> and uh, that led to a behind-the-scenes tirade on my part, because I don't like irresponsible people. You are not irresponsible. And so if you do something that outwardly appears irresponsible, I know that is not the explanation. So it doesn't hit me the same way. Gotcha. So if you're saying if I record today's podcast and it is again silent, <laughs> I will. If this one is silent, I'm legitimately going to quit podcasting. Not only have I been using this microphone for a week straight for every other podcast I've recorded with everybody else as I go around promoting my book, but with you on the phone, I just recorded a test to verify yeah, that we I have sound. It. And you heard the sound playing back. I did. Like if this doesn't have sound, the only explanation is witchcraft like straight up witchcraft Ooh. and in fact after we record this i'm going to sit down and verify that it has sound before we record our second podcast and i almost <laughs> i almost had us switch things up and record 10 minutes before we record this one just so that if it was silent it would only be 10 minutes of our time before we fix it <laughs> rather than 25 wow well i am sorry that uh, people don't give you grace in your life james <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, which I guess... is funny because on the internet, I know you don't want to go into this, but I will a little. On the internet, you're no different than you are off the internet. Like you're pretty straightforward with your sense of humor and uh, your delivery. So I almost said it's probably because the people on the internet don't know you, but they kind of do. Yeah. So it surprises me that they will still react to you in the way that you just described. It's kind of, uh, I'm glad to hear you say that. I feel like I'm pretty consistent over every medium. Now, I, I will say, like, I the one thing, like, uh, my humor is probably a tad cleaner on here than it might be, like, of my friends in private or something like that. Oh, like, God. Be, beyond, I've been with you in private. Beyond, no, I get, yeah, I get, well, you were also with me in front of all of my kids. So, I mean, that's a little a different context but i think i'm pretty consistent across the board but like people find the weirdest things to get offended about i'll go i'll go ahead and go into this one um because the chance okay. they, they 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 swore they'd never read or li listen to me again well they said read because nobody even knows we have a podcast so I'm, the odds <laughs> of them actually hearing this are, are infinitesimally small they, were, they happen to be over at judy p's house one afternoon and yeah i've been working so hard on like when when somebody comes at me with something like the key is just to not reply at all to just not give right. them the value validation of a response so the thing that set them off of all things was i used the phrase grammar nazi in an email and they okay. responded with a lecture of not only were they never going to read anything i wrote again but they were they they responded to me with the horrors of the nazi regime as if i was unaware of what the nazis do okay i was a double major in college english and history it for fun. I listened to twenty-five hour books about World War Two. I'm well That's, aware. Of we them. talked about that last yes, week. Yes, that was no the podcast. Know, Nobody's did. ever going to hear. I listened to back-to-back twenty-five hour books about <laughs> World War One and World War Two. Like I have been accused of being obsessed with World War Two. I'm well aware of what the Nazis did. At the same time, grammar Nazi is one of the most common expressions out there. I mean, we had yes. Seinfeld with soup Nazi along the day. I wonder if they yes, similarly yes. Uh, wrote to cancel Seinfeld back in 
the day for that. But it just the, the line, like even a reference to Nazi is uh, is too much. And it, if they hate that, they'd really hate what I wrote about Stalin. I had a entire chapter in my parenting book about Stalin. And if you actually know anything about history, you can make a pretty strong argument that Stalin killed more people than Hitler. They were two not very nice guys. But who also was not very nice was that person who flipped out at me on her email. I might put her in the same category. I don't know. Maybe not quite as bad, but close. Maybe a, maybe a, a distant third place. <laughs> oh, God. Brace yourself for the avalanche that's about to come. But all right. Oh well, okay. Let's let's get into it here. What's what's something somebody's flipped out? And that, again, that was something like every once in a while, I'll write something like, ah, it's questionable. I don't know if somebody's going to take that the wrong way. And usually, I'll just delete it out or change it. But that one was so out of left field that it didn't even occur to me that somebody could get upset about that. But you uh, you get a bit more into topics than I do sometimes. A little more uh, a little bit more hot button issues. Have you had people come mm-hmm. at you though at some, about something that you didn't think was controversial at all? There have only been a couple of instances where I have blocked somebody and I made sure to publicly humiliate them first (laughs) and let my people kind of take up the battle for me. But both of them were out of left field and not even about a hot button issue. Like I think over time, this is one of the benefits of having a micro account, not like you (laughs) with uh, every AI bot ever created follows you. But Uh, With only uh, my handful of followers, like they have been pared down to people who sort of resonate with the way I think. They're a little older. They think you need to go to work, support yourself, don't rely on anybody. So everything I write is sort of um, accepted or lauded by my people. But there have been two. One, um, I still remember both of them. such assholes people are. You can bleep that out later. But uh, we were on the road once, and my son, we were in like a pilot or a Lowe's or a Loves, one of the, uh, not Lowe's, Loves, sorry, one of the truck stops, and there was like a giant, like 20-pound chocolate bar. And uh, my son held it up, and I took a picture, and I don't even remember what I said about it, but somebody tweeted back, I hope he dies of diabetes. Whoa. (laughs) So that one I immediately reposted and uh, just let my people tear that person to shreds. And, of course, they had the indignity to block me first, which was a little bit strange given that they're the one who said it. But that was the first one. The second one, I don't remember the exact wording, but I'd make a lot of self-effacing jokes about my wife and I's relationship. And I said something, and this person wrote back, uh, you're headed for a divorce if you keep thinking this way, something like that. So I publicly retweeted that one, and I said that escalated quickly, and all my people turned on them, and that person reported me, and I got put in Twitter jail for a while because (laughs) apparently I was now doxing them somehow because all I did was show the world exactly what they just said. Publicly, uh, because Publicly. What? Yeah, it's not like they said it in private, like behind closed doors. They threw it out there. They threw it out there for everybody to see, and then you let everybody see it, and suddenly they were offended that people could see what they said for people to see. Well, James, they were a victim. Do you understand? Well, of course. (laughs) Yeah. So they took the tweet down, but I'd already screenshotted it, and so I just put it right back up. And that apparently is against Twitter's policy of hate speak, or I don't remember what generic email I got from them saying that uh, I had to sit in the bad boy box for a little while because I merely showed everybody what was shown to me. 
that this person said. So those were the two times that I can remember it escalating and I didn't actually do it. I let my people roll up their sleeves and take care of it for me. So usually, uh, you know, you've got your kind of safe Twitter account where it's been pared down. My email list is kind of the same way. By the time you get to the email list, it's been filtered, you know, you've got mm -hmm. to have a pretty high interest, you, you know, and a decent, decent understanding of my sense of humor to get to that point to go from the short tweets to the long form stuff, which is why the, the angry emails always catch me off guard. It's like, how did you stick mm -hmm. around this long without not getting offended by anything? <laughs> Uh, but on, online, so in the areas where I don't read comments anymore for these specific reasons, I've had some weird freakouts as well. But it's always people trying to save my kids' lives. So nobody's ever said, uh, you know, I want, you, I want your kids to die. At least I don't, I don't think so. Again, I don't really read the comments there, so I wouldn't know one way or the other. But, like, I had somebody unfollow me one day because I fed my kids corn dogs. And, like, that. I, they, I, I guess... They were they were corn dogs are unhealthy or maybe they're poison for children. I don't know, but they they were irate and wow. they unfollowed me. There was another time uh, somebody got really mad at me for letting my kids eat grapes. Like I hadn't like sliced them up or pureed them into mush so that there couldn't be a choking hazard. I mean, really, all food that exists wow. in physical form is a choking hazard, including <laughs> mush. Like you could absolutely choke on mush. Uh, so don't put it past you. Uh, and then, of course, we had the famous incidents where I did reply and where I learned not to reply anymore, where uh, <laughs> I posted a picture of my, my kids uh, around the pig in the car right before she pooped everywhere, and they people saw my kids in car seats, and they went nuts over how they were strapped in. That was... That was a whole oh. thing. So you gotta, you know, and again, that one, all all three of those incidents caught me off guard. There was an, there there been another couple of them where uh, people like try to diagnose my kids with medical conditions. Like I did a joke about oh. my kid getting drink a drink of water twice in a row, and they're like, you know, they could have, they might have said diabetes or some other condition that makes you thirsty. Sure. And if you're deprived, it's like it was really they were just stalling going to bed. Like I. I <laughs> Or there have been several times like that where you just say something off the cuff, and usually it's exaggerated. Sometimes it might not even be true, and then they come at you very concerned. It's like, just so you know, your child could have this deadly medical condition. I just, <laughs> yes. and that gets under my skin every time. It's like, please don't tell me my children are going to die. Like, enjoy the joke, don't enjoy the joke, drift away, but like, don't come at me with like these threats of imminent, you know, mortality. I, I, I can do without that. I don't like meddlers either. Uh, people who begin sentences with like, I just thought you should know. Yes. One of those kind of people. <laughs> like, you know what? I don't need to know. You don't need to say. Why are you taking time out of your life to do this? How much time do you have? And how much time do you think I have to pay attention to that kind of crazy talk? And they always, I mean, they, they think they're doing you a favor. And I guess I guess they could. I mean, if, if my child had choked to death on those grapes, I would have felt really stupid. It's like, man, I should have listened to that person. They showed me. <laughs> You know, my ultimate comeuppance. But for the most part, it's really it's really bland and normal stuff. But it comes down to just having a, a large audience. If you have a big audience, like so nobody parents their kids in exactly the same way. So no matter what I do, I'm sure there's somebody out there who thinks every single thing I do is going to kill my kids, which is fine as long as you don't tell me that. And if you do tell me that, as long as I don't read it, that's also fine. Like, those are the two things. I just insulate myself from that. If you send me a well, direct email, though, then I probably, I, I still read emails. <laughs> I'm still a fool. I get business that way. So if you email me, I that's my that's my weakness. I Although I don't read every email. I, I If... Um, if you start out an email with, I usually like your stuff, but, like, I don't read past the but. There's the but and the comma, and I am 
out of there. You are in my spam folder. I am done. <laughs> that is the the dead giveaway. If you wanna if you wanna get the insult in there, you gotta be a lot more subtle than that. You gotta you gotta start out really nice and then just hit me with it with no warning. And that's how you'll get me. <laughs> you have to lure you in first. <laughs> Well, the other thing, and I did want to underline it, that surprises me still, is when somebody believes what you and I do is serious all the time. Like, everything you say actually happened precisely the way you wrote it. It's like, do you people, can you tell when someone's joking with you, or are you that person? I'm guessing you're that person. Yeah, and and that's, you know, and and some people, they do want to believe that everything they read on the internet is true, which is scary. And it's, it's hard because, you know, I'm going through and I'm writing about real people that exist, and I'm, a lot of it's based on real things that happen. I mean, that's kind of the, that's why my account has had the uh, success it has, because it's plausible. My kids do something weird, and sometimes I can take it and translate it to the internet directly, and sometimes I say, well, you know, that's not going to make any sense if I share it with a wider audience, but I can do something inspired by that, and sometimes I just completely make it up. And uh, yeah, it's when people come, <laughs> the most annoying was when they come at, like, something that's completely made up but sounds plausible, and they come at you with the dire warnings about, you know, fatal medical conditions. <laughs> it's like, ah, I think I'm safe this time i think we're okay (laughs) i did want to mention this morning i tweeted that i'm fairly convinced my dog is gozer the gozerian i just want people to know i don't really believe that okay (laughs) i feel like i've set the record straight now so we're good oh man if we were going to have one episode where the sound didn't record it should have been this one rather than the other one (laughs) we're going to get in trouble for this one Well, let me walk us out of here before James gets some kind of weird lawsuit going, a restraining order, or both of us land in YouTube jail. But until we meet again, we do thank you for participating in the show. We thank everybody for believing that my dog is truly Gozer the Gozerian. And until next week, this is Steve Alitas, Dr. Steve, and my doppelganger behind me for James, who wishes he looked like me, the exploding unicorn breakwell, saying thanks for watching, thanks for listening. And always remember, two wrongs can't make a right.